Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing you the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer. All of it's good. I give credit to them. Everything else, I'll take uh, full responsibility. If you want to learn out, learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, I, I encourage you to head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, last week, last week's episode, we were able to speak with Melissa Briette. She's back with us, um, continuing our conversation. Um, Melissa, thanks so much for for being a part of the second episode in this two-part oh, series here. I'm so glad to. Thank you. Um, just to give a review uh, to those who either didn't listen to last week's podcast, and if you didn't, you may want to stop this one, go back to last week, listen to that one first, but you don't have to. Uh, we'll give you a quick uh, catch-up here. We talked about Trades of Hope, and, and talk. just give a brief description again what Trades of Hope is and um, how they can connect with you through that. Absolutely. So Trades of Hope is a missional business. It was established about 12 years ago, and it markets beautiful artisan-made goods from 19 countries, including the U.S., to, to people here in the U.S. So these are fair trade goods, so people earn a living wage. It provides a dignified job in places where there are no other jobs. So in places like Haiti, where moms are giving away their babies to the orphanage because they literally can't feed them, or countries like um, Thailand, where women, you know, their option is to work in the brothel. Um, that's pretty much their only option. Um, so it provides, it provides dignified jobs. It provides hope that is like breaking the cycle of generational poverty. In, in these countries and in the U.S. So, yeah, so I'm passionate about it. I love the things they make. And, you know, we all, we all shop, especially this time of year. And so this is a way as a Christian that I can do good by shopping. And, you know, as a believer, I want to, I want to, like, bless, bring blessing everywhere I go, every way I can uh, with my life. And so that's why I, I aligned with Trades of Hope. Yeah, while we're in this Christmas season, a lot of us are going to be buying gifts, you know, giving, receiving gifts, and uh, I can't think of a better gift to give than one that I shared last week. I called it a double blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Not only not only do you get this beautiful um, piece of jewelry or art piece or whatever mm-hmm. um, that someone has made, but but you're blessing them, you know. And you're right in many of these places in which they're 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 making these things. Uh, they have no other option. Like this is right. actually giving them. I love that trades of hope. What a great yes, type, what a great yes. name for the missional business because that's exactly what's happening. And, and the idea of breaking generational um, uh, poverty, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, is just amazing. And I love you shared last week too. You said, and and they're doing it, and and you said safe environments, but you also said they're they're being environmentally conscious yes. too. 
And, uh, you know, wh- wh- whatever your views are, I think we all agree that a cleaner planet is a better planet. Absolutely. And so I, I love the fact they're using renewable mm-hmm. uh, woods and so forth, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that, that's just, uh, I, I guess, a triple blessing. You know, just, there's there's a no no loss at all in, in uh, being a part of Trades of Hope and going on that website, checking it out and buying something. It's all it's all good. And so I hope I hope you'll do that. And we may dig a little deeper into Trades of Hope, but I, I want to hear a little more from Melissa's heart because this is one of the things she does mm. um, in order to empower people. And, and if you listen last week, she said that's the God's calling on her life yeah. is to empower people. So talk to me about some other ways in which you do that. Mm. Well, I am a life coach, a life and a leadership coach. Um, I work primarily with women, but I also work with men. And and I just, you know, in a nutshell, as I've gotten to know myself and just kind of understood what my purpose is, you know, how God created me to make an impact, it is helping others get what they need to flourish and to to you know live using all of their gifts and um, live in a way that they're developing their potential and becoming fully what God designed them to be. So um, when I was considering joining Trades of Hope, I thought, you know what, this fits under the umbrella of who God made me. You know, in a in a as a fun little side hustle, almost a hobby. I am giving people living in poverty a chance, you know, a chance to keep their children and send them to school and live in a safe place and, you know, just break this cycle of generational poverty. Um, and, yeah, so so I feel like that's how God made me. I love to mentor. Um, I've, I feel like that's an important piece of who I am, to mentor younger women, um, again, those who who I can lift up and and help um, develop into the women God made them to be. Um, I guess I could elaborate a little bit more on coaching since that's maybe something people aren't as familiar with. But, you know, we think about a coach, you know, maybe you think about a sports coach, but a, a life or a leadership coach works with people basically getting them from where they are to where they want to be, right? Think of a stagecoach. I think the name coach came from a town in Hungary where stagecoaches were built. Um, So that's what I do. So I come alongside people and help them get clarity on, you know, what's the vision God put in their heart? You know, what are they really wanting to do? Are they wanting to, you know, pivot in their career? Are they wanting to be a more effective parent or, you know, grow in their relationships? Um, are they wanting to, you know, build a business maybe? Um, and they're just, you know, they, it's this, this dream, the seed of a dream they have in their heart and, but they're scared and they need someone to, to come alongside them. So, so yeah, I help people get clarity on what, you know, what they're called to do. Um, and then I come alongside them to come up with a plan and deal with any obstacles along the way. And again, it's just, I, I'm going back, maybe I'm repeating myself a little bit, but it's just, it gives me so much joy to see people um, empowered, you know, to give people what they need to move forward um, and to help, you know, t- so that they can bless others, right? So, um, because. Now how long have you been coaching? I've been coaching for let's see, almost five years. Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I, I started um, uh, training, coach training, about fifteen years ago. Okay. 
And uh, I have a similar passion as yours, you know, yeah. to help people achieve what God has has called them to do. In fact, uh, you know, the podcast name Unleashed uh, comes from mm. a term I've used uh, for many years uh, as I've worked with people, even before I became a coach, uh, that we could we can tether ourselves to God, which is a good tether. Uh, but most of us tether ourselves to to what others have said about us, mm. what, what maybe uh, maybe limitations we place upon ourselves, or not thinking outside the box. And so, unleash sort of to me uh, reminds me of a of a of a wild dog who's like able to go and run and and, mm. and enjoy life, right? Versus sort of just being trapped. And so, uh, mm. um, for me, that's sort of the imagery that I've always said, man. If I can just get people to see what God has given them and and how they can fulfill, you know, their divine destiny that yes. God's placed upon them. And, and uh, so many times, like I said, the things we tether ourselves to aren't even aren't even real things. They're mm. just things that, that we've either told ourselves or circumstances have taught us, yes. mistaught us. Um, right. And if we can work past those obstacles, you know, and, and uh, move forward, then um, we can enter into uh, that blessing that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And he always blesses us to bless others, which is the greatest blessing of all. So Absolutely. Um, so it excites me. So talk to me a little bit about that. So uh, you talk about your coaching journey mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so how did, how did you get into it? How did, you know, for me, I'll be honest with you, someone said to me, hey, would you be willing to do this? And I said, well, yeah, it sounds like something I would love to do. And they said, well, we'll pay for you to go through training. Oh, very cool. And so I was actually, yeah, pretty spoiled with it. I got paid to to go off and, and do some training and then, of course, have a coach mentor and all that. And so, you know, very that's what cool. started me on this whole process. I'd heard of coaching before mm-hmm. that, um, but never really knew, I don't know, I guess I never thought of myself as as that and this mm. person. So we were sort of doing that, but some training would really help. Yeah, whatever that meant. But uh, so I went and got to training and and uh, continued to to read and and try to keep up on it. So so tell me about your your experience. Absolutely. So um, I was a stay at home mom and and loved having that um, that gift of of being home and focused on raising my three sons. And as they got older, um, and I served heavily in the church. You know, I love, love, love the church. And you still do. I still do. (laughs) Um, And so as my boys weren't needing me as much, and I was just like, you know, Lord, how do you really want me to steward, like, everything you've put in me? Um, I sought out a coach. And that coach helped me actually step into something that was really scary, which was God's calling on my life into ministry. So through working with a coach, I actually, you know, pulled the trigger and went to seminary. Um, And then while I was in seminary, I was hired at my church. Um, I joined the staff of my church leading students. And I did that for five years. And that was fulfilling in a lot of ways. Developing my leaders was probably um, maybe the best part of of that job for me. But it was also really challenging. Leading a student ministry is challenging. And uh, after five years, I felt the need to step back. Um, I was really exhausted and yeah, I think I struggled to care for myself. And so after the, that five years, I wasn't in the best shape. Like I needed to take a sabbatical. I needed to really um, spend time with God, letting him heal me and restore me and figure out what my next step was. So I sought out a coach again. And in working with my coach, it just, you know, it's like became so clear that, boy, what I want to do 
is coach others. I want to help them really understand who they are and how God wants to use them to bless others. You know, we're all, um, when we choose to follow Jesus, right, we've surrendered our life to him and we get a new purpose. And that purpose is to bring him glory and to bless others. And then we each have a unique way that we do that. It's the coolest thing. So um, I, I have a passion for women in ministry. Um, they, I would say they're one of my ideal clients. Um, so I'm working with women in ministry now just to help them care for themselves, help them develop themselves, help them figure out how God wants to use them in ministry. But I work with a variety of people, um, and it's just so cool to see how God always shows up. I don't go into a session thinking, well, this is what the client needs to do. You know, I listen well, and and then the Holy Spirit always shows up and leads and gives the client really what they need. So it's it's um, it's ministry. I see it as ministry, um, and yeah, it's just it's so cool to see people step into what they wanted to do. You know, to get past the obstacles, to get past the self doubt and the fear, um, and to just really lean on God and see what he's put in them. Yeah, there's certainly nothing like uh, whether you're able to sit across from somebody or whether you're, do, I don't know, I've done Zoom, I've, mm-hmm. done, but I've even done over the phone, but when, when you hear or see the spark yes, of, I, I, I know I can do this now, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's a blessing in of itself. I mean, you're, you know the other person's being blessed, but you're being blessed too. I think of, you know, Paul, uh, when he's talking in Romans, he's talking about, I'm going to come to you and we're going to have this mutual blessing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring something to you, yes. you're going to bring something to me. And um, much of what we've talked about really in these two episodes of these podcasts is, is really that mutual blessing. Mm, amen. Uh, of being able to be blessed, be a blessing. Yes. And it just, it just really multiplies. I mean, God takes it and the rippling effect is, mm-hmm. is, is really limitless because God is limitless. You just never know yes. um, how God's going to use you um, when you're pouring into the life of another. And what a blessing that God would use us to do that. You know, who am I? Who are us, right? That, Absolutely. That, that he would even uh, show us such favor. And yet he does, and he wants to do that for everybody. Yeah, and you know, it reminds me of a quote. I think it was by Howard Howard Thurman. That, like, what the world needs most is is a person fully alive, right? Because when we're when we really find that unique purpose that God's given us, and we use what He's deposited in us, then you know we just feel so much joy and excitement. We're fully alive, and then that's contagious. It is. It is absolutely is. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of people never experience that. Right. It's tragic, actually. They live a life, but they don't live it alive, right? Mm. Um, one of the individuals who's mentored me from far away, I've met him on a couple of occasions, but he doesn't know me from Adam, is Wayne Cadero. And I heard him one time speak about the fact that he said one of the saddest things for him is to go to a graveyard. Mm. And of course, when you hear that, you yes. go, well, of course, right? And, but it wasn't what I thought he was going to say. He said, well, what grieves me is thinking of all the the missed opportunities and, and lost dreams mm-hmm. uh, because of the people there who who throughout their life just didn't think they could. Mm, and uh, the right. reality of it is with God, they probably could do much more than they ever dreamt anyway. Yes, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, I remember hearing that, and that, that resonated with my heart, you know, and saying, man, if I can just get people to realize how much God loves them and how much through the power of Christ that they can accomplish in their life. Yes. And I like what you said in the last episode, and it's so important not, not in a way of earning anything from God or, or, or as God being a taskmaster. 
yeah, of saying you've got to do this. Mm-hmm. It's you get to do this. Yeah. Like when, when you're when you're where God's wanted you to be, there's no better place to be. You know, I I I'm reserved to say there's no safer place to be because mm. C.S. Lewis is really clear in some of his writings to say it's not always safe in the way that we say safe. <laughs> right. uh, it, it can it can be dangerous territory, but there's no better place to be um, than where God wants us. And so, uh, you know, I think of uh, the coaching you do, you know, and and uh, I know um, trades of hope again, and we'll talk about that as we wrap up this episode because I want to give people an opportunity to hear once again how they can connect with that. But I know other ministry you do here. I mean, one of, one of, you're on the worship team here at Crosswinds. Mm-hmm. And, and so when, when you're up there, you're, you're ushering people, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, into the presence of God through music. And, I want to do that, absolutely. Well, you definitely are. Anyone, anyone who, who uh, is here at Crosswinds knows you do that very effectively. Um, but yeah, I, I just love your passion and I love the fact you said that, you know, it's not that everyone's called to do the same thing, right. but we're all called to do something. Absolutely. And so it doesn't, it's not what someone else's call won't look like yours. No. But there's nothing like fulfilling what that is God has called him to do. And and I heard, um, I don't know, it was years ago now, someone said one of the, another tragic things, I think it was Greg Rochelle, he said, I, one of the tragic things is when we uh, envy or desire somebody else's sort of call and blessing, and what we do is we miss our own. That's right. You know, and there's nothing like finding out what what God has for us and walking in that. Yeah, comparison is is a trap. It is a trap. It it really is. And yeah, you know, I look at creation and I think about, you know, the trips I've made to different parts of the world and the people I've met. And I just, you know, God loves diversity. He, you know, everything he creates is unique, um, especially people. And so, you know, I know to everyone who's listening, I know that God has given you unique gifts, unique passions, unique experiences. And he wants to use it all. And when you let him, when you kind of step into that scary place of surrender and you say, okay, God, I'm willing to let you use me, then, boy, you know, you're, hold on. It's going to be a wonderful (laughs) ride. It's not always easy. And you can count on being changed in the process. But, you know, when I think back to those times where, yeah, I really, I really surrendered. It, it was an intentional, okay, God, I'm going to step into your will, even though I don't know what that means. It's been so incredibly worth it. You know, I, I'm the one who's the most blessed. Going to Zambia, you know, I know I was more blessed than any blessing I was there. Um, so God is so good. I know you said this Sunday morning in church, um, Craig, you talked about how um, God's economy, you know, the way the kingdom works, the way God works, is we're we're the ones blessed when we step out to bless. So, um, so anyway, I just want to encourage you if you're listening, if you're hesitating, if there's some fear or comparison like keeping you um, stuck, that that God doesn't want you to be there. You know, He invites you out of that and um, find somebody, find somebody who can be an objective listener, find a coach or just a really good, trusted, wise friend who is going to speak the truth to you, who's going to listen to you and remind you who you really are and um, help you, you know, be open to to the possibilities with God's help. Yeah, the voices we surround ourselves with are, are, are very important. 
You know, we, we, we can choose to surround ourselves with, uh, with voices that are going to speak words of hope mm. or, or are going to speak words of what I say, death, mm. uh, you know, death to a dream, death to, uh, you know, the image bearer of God that we are. And, mm-hmm. and so it's important that we have people around us who believe in us, who, you know, are going to tell us the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people around me who are going to help me become a better me. Yes, Which amen. means that sometimes they have to point out the lesser me to become the better me. Um, but they do it in a way because they love me and they see more in me. They're not, they're not doing it to be mean or to any way no. tear me down. They're, they're, there's, there's destructive criticism. There's constructive criticism. And so the voices around us, we want people who are constructive, you know, yes. who, who, who see more in us and want us to help, help us grow. Not people who are sort of like the image of, uh, they talk about the crabs in the barrel, right? When one tries mm. to get out and the others pull them down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, many people in life are like that, right? You know, right. We, I don't want you to succeed because then I have to think about all that I'm not doing. Mm. Um, we want people around us who are going to encourage us and challenge us. And you're right, comparison can be really dangerous. Um but learning from others is, is a good thing, you yes. know, and, and there's a difference there. Mm. And take what you can use and, if you know, throw away the rest, you know, type of thing. And, and uh, you know, there's there's individuals I talked about, Wayne Cadero, there's others from afar and those who have been close to me. John yes. Bray, I can name, name and name over and over again of different people who have taught me so much by their example, by their life. Mm. And, and, you know, it's liberating when you realize I don't have to be them. I can never be them. No. I was never meant to be them. That's right. But I can learn from them to be a better me. And, and you know, my goal is, man, if I can just become a little more um, mm. each day, and then overall, over time, it's, it's amazing when you look back and you go, wow, it seemed like such a little incremental steps, but it really amounts to quite a long journey of, of growth uh, when, you, when you're willing to take those, those steps every day. And it seems to me that, you know, the, the kind of people you, you've been encouraging us to surround it, ourselves with, you know, that's really like the iron sharpening iron yeah, absolutely. relationship that's described in scripture. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah, we surround us with people who are going to make us better. And, and that's why and the church should be the best at it. Our the friends chur- better. Yeah, the church should be the best at it. Mm-hmm. And so that'd be my encouragement. When I say church, I don't mean organization, I mean us. Mm. We, you know, the church should be the best at it. We should be the best... Um, at bringing out the most in people and, yes. and letting them see what God has for them. Well, I want to give another opportunity. This is the Christmas season. If you're listening, this is, isn't the Christmas season. You can still um, uh, go to this website. But I want to go yeah. back to Trades of Hope again because I, if I remember correctly, um, uh, you know, there, there's a site that they can actually sort of connect that goes through you. Yeah. Um, and so share with that website uh, so that they can and what, what they're going to experience when they get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the website is tradesofhope.com. So, you know, no spaces or anything, just all one phrase, tradesofhope.com backslash Melissa Briette. My last name is B-R-E-Y-E-T-T-E. And, you know, you can shop. It's it's kind of like going to a much smaller Amazon. Um, you can see, you know, the, the different categories of things that we offer, coffee, home goods, jewelry, some apparel, um, children's gifts, um, jewelry, and really, it's all unique. We've been talking about uniqueness. One one of the things I love about the artisan-made goods is that the artisans use what they have where they are. So, you know, beautiful things come from India made out of goat leather because they have goats. They don't have cows. Um, mango wood, beautiful wood things made. Mango wood's plentiful in India. In uh, Haiti, they use Haitian clay to make these beautiful clay beads. They use steel drums to to make 
beautiful metal Christmas ornaments. Um, in the Philippines, they use um, like abalone shell to make these, you know, beautiful jewelry pieces. So it's so cool to see that these artisans make something unique and they take pride in their work and it's it's artistry. So just on that, you know, that same uh, vein that we were talking about our uniqueness and how God wired us. Um, I just wanted to mention that. So, you know, I know you're going to be shopping um, over the Christmas. So this this is a way that you can do good just by purchasing, purchasing gifts. You were going to do that already probably. Most of us give gifts. So anyway, I hope you consider Trades of Hope. Um, you will bless those artisans so much. They don't have multiple job options they can choose from. If they're, you know, so fortunate to work as an artisan, then um, this can change the life of their family for generations to come. Well, let me ask you this, uh, sort of a wrap-up question yeah. here. If you could say one more thing, one oh, last man. word to to those who are listening, and you, mm. you can choose anything you want. It can be on what we've talked about. It can be something totally different. Oh, it's wow. totally up to you. Mm. But Melissa, speak some truth to us. Okay. Wow. Well, I don't want to squander this great opportunity, you know, so I'm going to go to just something so basic but so profound And I just want to remind everyone listening that you are so loved. You are so loved. You know, everything in your life, your experiences, whether they were hard or easy or painful um, or good, your um, gifts, your spiritual gifts, your passions, they were all lovingly given to you by God. And he, you know, he wants to use them to bless others. So... Um, whether you're in an easy place or a good place, whether you have hope right now, whether you feel like you're living in your into your potential or not, just be reminded that you are so loved. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the most important thing. Well, I can't imagine anything better to share. So, Melissa, thank you so much for being with us and uh, allowing us this time with you. I do encourage you to head on over to to Trades of Hope and uh, check it out. Uh, also, if you have any questions or want to comment to us, you can go to crosswinds.church. You can learn all things about this podcast and, of course, our church there, crosswinds.church. Uh, I hope you're having a great start to your Christmas season. And if uh, this happens to be an episode you're listening to after the Christmas season, then I'm just extremely early. Uh, but I but, uh, hope things are going well for you this Christmas season. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us. For now, be blessed and bless others. Bless others.